Welcome to the Legacy and Faith Show, featuring estate and tax attorney Paul Grant. The Legacy and Faith Show is about the journey of discovering how to create plans that protect wealth and family values for generations. And now the host of the Legacy and Faith Show, Paul Grant. Along with co-host Mark Holland, another edition of the Legacy and Faith Show with estate and tax planning attorney Paul Grant. Hello once again, Paul Grant. Hi, Mark. How are you today? Really good. Hey, this week... Kind of a continuation of last week's show, right. talking about probate, and you have a lot of opinions on this subject. You kind of wanted to segue into how important it is to take control of our estate planning, and that that's a godly thing. Yeah, that that's right. That's a that's a real beautiful introduction to it, um, and that's really the heart of what I want to bring across today. As a matter of fact, I. Um, have done a series on the journey of faith, and a lot of these things are also in that five-part series. Of course, if you missed that, I encourage you to go to LegacyInFaith.com. We have all of our podcasts up on our website. Uh, I think they're up on your website as well. Both so locations, yeah. Yep, and so um, help the listeners out in knowing where to go for KCISradio.com. KCIS Radio. And then there's a podcast section. Yeah. yeah, and I've even looked up things like on Apple um, Podcasts. Um, they come up through your guys' website, mm-hmm. and so that that's great. You can also go to Apple Music, and they're readily available. So those are different things that you can go to to really find out about the show, some of the past podcasts. So... Um, in the journey of faith, I talked about, and the, really the, the beginning premise of the entire discussion of that, of that segment was, um, we started in Hebrews chapter 2, and that's where I'm going to start today as well, in talking about really taking control. Um, I think it's a godly attribute. He's made us in his image, and if I'm not mistaken, God is in control. He has everything in the palm of his hand. And if we're to reflect his godliness, his character, his goodness, and the purpose of why we are to reflect that is to touch a dying world and allow him to manifest himself through us. I think that this is actually one of the most critical discussion points in really um, understanding that attribute of allowing God to work through our lives so that his salvation may be known to a dying world. And so let's start in Hebrews chapter 2, and we're going to go to verse 6. Um, and it says, in, in one certain place it was testified, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you visited him? You made him a little, little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor, and you set him over the works of your hands. You put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that, in putting all things under subjection, you left nothing that was not put under him. And so, so that, that's through verse 8, and what I want us to hear in this discussion is that God put glory and honor, that's his position and his authority. He has put a crown upon us to represent his position, and to represent his authority working through our life. And you set him over the works of your hands. So, in other words, that is the purpose that God has put before us, is I want you to bring and subdue what I have created under your authority. 
And that word that he has put all things, not just a few things, not just an occasional thing, not just if I feel good that day, do I get the, the power and authority. No, God has put all things under subjection of man's feet. That word subjection actually means obedience. And so we are, a, we are created to speak and have all things come under the obedience of our voice. Why? Not because of me, but because of the crown, the position and authority that was placed upon us. And when I think about that, bringing all things under subjection and under obedience, um, this isn't in my notes, but I, but it came to my mind of Jesus calming the waters, mm. right? I mean, what better depiction of bringing all things under subjection, mm. under obedience of the very authority of God, of Jesus in that boat saying, be calm. Mm. Uh, it, 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 what, what a, could you imagine being in that boat that day? Mm. That, yeah, I was just in uh, Israel recently. I know you were. And I got to see the Sea of Galilee where that happened, and we went out in a, one of those kind of boats, and it was uh, kind of really brought it to life being there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. I have not had that, that privilege yet of going, but, um, but w- what a fantastic demonstration of God's authority working through Jesus to bring all things under subject, subjection and obedience. And where we go from there is back all the way back to Genesis, to the very beginning story of Genesis 128, mm-hmm. where God said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Um, and so that, that really lines up with Hebrews uh, 2 that we were just talking yeah, about yeah. it, that same subdue. As a matter of fact, in honor of your trip to Israel, we're going to take a really quick w- look at the at the Hebrew word. Yeah, I um, noticed some Hebrew coming so, up here. So this word subdue is the Hebrew word kabas. And what that means is to bring into subjection. That's the same thing that we just read in Hebrews. And it implies that there is a resistance to that subjection. In other words, um, I, I think I find in Christianity a lot that if it didn't work really quick, it must have not been God. Hmm. But we have to understand that this world is resisting oh, yeah. being brought under subjection. Mm-hmm. And there's a real enemy who we have power and authority by the grace of God through the cross of Jesus Christ that we get to um, win the day. But he is not going to go lightly. And so in that word, subdue, there is an implied struggle. There's an implied you must take it by force. Hmm. And so um, so we have to exert final dominion over that. And the Hebrew word for dominion is rada. Rada. And rada means and oh, I love this definition. This gets me all excited. If you thought the law got me excited, oh, no, huh? this is the what Hebrew gets me is, excited. Well, they kind of started the whole area of law, which comes from the Hebrews. There you go. So a uh, very nice connection for me. So the word rada means to manage and reign from a position of authority. Ah, mm. Think about that with, again, right back to Hebrews 2, that he placed a crown, his position and authority, which is exactly this word of dominion. And so we are to exert dominion in our lives. We are intended and given the authority to demonstrate God's 
dominion and authority so that he can work through us. And by that dominion and authority, it creates an opportunity for the gospel to be put forward. Mm. Now, Jesus in, in Matthew 28, 18, the very end of Matthew, Jesus said, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. So all power, that word power, uh, I wrote it down and I really can't say it. Uh, so I'm just going to skip what the what the Greek word is because I, I can't. It's like ex shusha or something. I don't know. But um, so nonetheless, that word power means to have a privilege, a force, capacity, freedom or mastery. And it ultimately all together, what all of those words together mean is a delegated influence. That's the power. Hmm. So now, delegated influence. Jesus said, all delegated influence has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then, so what, what that really implies is that the lawful rightness of God to be demonstrated on the earth, the lawful rightness of God. In other words, justice. God is a God of justice. He wants his justice, what is right, to be proclaimed, and that is up to us to allow him to move through us so that we can proclaim his rightness within the earth realm. And again, that rightness then is his radical love story to say, by that rightness, I am going to bring salvation and demonstrate my love, mercy, and grace to a dying world. Mm. So what we see is that we've been given a purpose, which is to subdue and take dominion. We've, that is the reign and management from a position of authority. That purpose is empowered through Jesus Christ because all power and authority was given to him on heaven and in earth. In Galatians 3.27, we see that we're clothed with Christ. In Galatians 4.7, no longer are we children, no longer are we called sons, but we are heirs. And heirs to what? Heirs to the promises that of what have been given to us by the work of the cross. And so heirs of a promise, if we go quickly to... Second Peter um, 1 3. And of course, listeners don't have to go quickly. I do. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so, Second Peter 1 3, it says, according to his divine power. So, that's really what we've been talking about that authority, that dominion, that crown of position and authority is that divine power given to us by the cross. So, according to his divine power, has given to us. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby we are given exceedingly great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. So I have a question for us. How many of us would like to escape the corruption of this earth? Peter just said that the corruption is only driven by lust. It's only driven through the the view in the eyes of the one who kills, steals, and destroys. And so we have been given authority and power that we can exert that dominion 
over the things of this world and we have an escape. The escape is not the sweet by and by when I die. The escape and the authority is here today for me to use. Yes, I'm going to rejoice and it's going to be a fantastic day when I see my Lord and Savior face to face. But until then, we have work to do, Christians. We have work to do of demonstrating his dominion over this corrupt world so that love can be presented, so that grace can be received, so that we can bring as many as possible into the kingdom of God. And that is the removal of the corruption of this earth. You can escape the corruption of this earth, and it has already been given to you. And when we come back from Uh, from break, we're going to kind of talk about this transition piece of utilizing this authority and this place of godliness um, into really estate planning. Because in case you forgot that I was an estate planner, yeah, I'm going to tie this right back over. So that's right. So <laughs> the faith part of the show this th- th- week. <laughs> that's exactly right. We're going to combine the legacy and faith show. So, um, right. so anyway, we're going to bring that back to to a whole picture when we get back. Okay. So if people are oh, interested in uh, your services and your podcasts, how do they find you? Yeah. Head over to the website of LegacyInFaith.com. As Mark just said, we've got our podcast from all previous shows there. Uh, We can also also have educational sessions that are coming up, and you can communicate with us. You can get a hold of us through LegacyInFaith.com. Back with more of the Legacy and Faith show with estate and tax planning attorney Paul Grant in just a moment. Hi, this is Paul Grant with the Legacy and Faith Show. Hosea 4.6 says, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. God's people need to be fully prepared in managing their finances and ensuring that their wealth is properly transferred. It is our passion to bring this knowledge to the body of Christ. If your church would benefit from having a financial and estate session that is biblically based, then I encourage you to reach out to us so that we can help design and implement a specific and strategic session for your church. Or, if you are interested in estate planning services, then I likewise encourage you to reach out to us. You can go to LegacyInFaith.com and receive all the information you need. Again, go to LegacyInFaith.com. Your photos, slides, scrapbooks, and home movies are invaluable and irreplaceable. Barry Kenny here with The Bear Services. Call us to save them as digital files to be stored electronically and shared liberally. We will even come to you so they stay in your possession. Go to thebearservices.com for more information. That's thebearservices.com. We now return to the Legacy and Faith Show, featuring estate and tax attorney Paul Grant, and continue today's practical discussion to apply biblical principles for kingdom purposes. Definitely looking at biblical principles this week on the Legacy and Faith Show with Paul Grant. And uh, kind of talking up uh, the authority we have in Christ and yes. uh, using that authority, though, in estate planning. Yeah, that's right. Um, so really what I hope a little bit of this show has been is demonstrating that, A, we do have that power and authority, that crown that has been placed upon us. That Jesus Christ, by the work of the cross, has taken that back and it has, and has given it to us. Um, as a matter of fact, um, in Luke 10... Um, starting in verse um, 18, Jesus said, I beheld Satan falling from heaven like lightning. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, 
and nothing by any means shall hurt you. So that kind of really wraps up the, this, um, this authority and dominion discussion, which is that I, what I hope that I've made is a clear case that shows that we have been given. That was God's original purpose um, of giving us power and authority. We are to exert that power and authority. That is our purpose. And yet Jesus Christ won it back on the cross, and now he has clearly and definitively given it to us to work. Um, So how does that then tie into estate planning? Well, We've talked about probate, and one of the biggest concerns I have about probate and why this kind of ties in to estate planning is that I think one of the biggest mistakes we make as people, as a people group, is that we don't exert our our opinion, our authority, our dominion over our estate. I can't tell you how many times I've had Potential clients walk in the door and just say, well, I'm going to be dead, so I no longer care. Right. Well, if that's really the case, why not just give it all away right now? Because if you really don't care about what happens to what God has placed under your dominion and control, um, why are we going to change that attitude if all of a sudden we die? As a matter of fact, I would even be bold enough to say and because I am bold enough to say that <laughs> it is not within the character of God just to relent control and to release control over any portion of our life. We are designed to be in control by him. Okay. It is a godly attribute to demonstrate that the, the um, kind of whatever will be, will be. That's not one of your favorite sayings. That is really not. Um, And so um, that really should not be any aspect or any part of our attitude. And so in bringing it back to estate planning, what I... What I too often find is that for some reason, we like to exert dominion and control. As a matter of fact, that's one of the three definitions that I am really trying to meet in every estate plan. Number one, the first part of the definition of estate plan is I want to maintain control. In other words, anything I do should give the client full and absolute control over everything that they are supposed to have control over. And then the second part of the definition is if I need assistance, I still don't want to lose control because I like control. By the way, that's how we're designed. Um, And so therefore, if I'm going to lose control, I want to speak now of what that looks like so that I can make sure I'm well taken care of and those around me that I love are taken care of. And then we get to the third part of the definition, which is that I want to make sure that what I have left over after I do go go see Jesus, after it is my time to actually see him face to face, whatever I haven't used on this earth, I want to make sure it gets to the right people in the right way. But yet that's where we start changing our mindset of saying, oh, I don't, I don't want to be in control anymore. And my question is, why? My question is, are you sure that it's not 
what our biblical mandate is, is to ensure that all three of those steps, so during my lifetime, I have control. During any period of of disability, I want to make sure that I have control and I'm well taken care of. And then on the last part, when I do pass away, it is my opinion that we are to exert and continue to maintain that dominion and control. I'm not saying pull strings from the grave, so let's not misunderstand, okay? Um, I, I, I can see the look. No one else can see the look. Mark's going, oh, Paul, are you, am I supposed to be well, pulling everything the, the re- here? The reason I'm, I'm kind of uh, wondering about this is because we do hear a lot of negative uh, things about, uh, boy, he's a control freak. Right. But that's a different thing. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a different that's a different uh, aspect of life that will give you an ulcer and will cause a lot of problems for you. And can enter into the ungodliness mm-hmm. of manipulation, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, so, so but when, you're trying to say it, it's, it's godly to want to take care of what God has entrusted you that's with. That's right. Be a good steward. Yeah, steward. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's mm-hmm. a great word. So thank you for that, which is stewardship. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that our stewardship ends just because our heartbeat has. Um, we have the ability to continue our story of stewardship and pass it on to the next generation, pass it on, pass on the vision that God has given us. And this is what it all comes down to is what is God, what is he through the Holy Spirit telling you? What is he directing you? As a matter of fact, have you stopped and asked? Have you stopped our busy lives? Whether we have a lot of financial gain or whether we don't have much financial gain, have you stopped and asked the question, Lord, what am I supposed to do in exerting this dominion to build your kingdom? And how is that supposed to outlive and outlast me? That is truly the heart of everything that I wanted to bring today is Have we stopped and asked the question from our Heavenly Father? Lord, what is my purpose? How long is that purpose to be um, kept on earth? And how can I work with you to demonstrate your love to a dying world during my lifetime and even when I'm gone? And I think when we start taking that approach, when we understand our spiritual authority that has been given to us by the Word of God, and we actually go one step further and understand the purpose that has been given to us, which is to, again, demonstrate His radical love, then all of a sudden we may have a different position that says, oh, I would actually like to continue that vision on. And if you don't have that vision yet, well, if you're breathing in and still breathing out, then it's not too late. Then it is my heart's call to you to say, the Lord has a purpose still that he wants to accomplish through your life, do you know what it is? And if not, he is good. He wants to speak to you. Um, Get godly counsel around you. Find some friends. Find other people at church that can gather around you, that know you well, that you can begin to pray and seek after the heart of God that says, Father, show me my vision and show me how I am to exert this dominion and control that is a godly attribute, not the 
um, the manipulative control, like what you were talking right, about, right. but the godly control to say, the control was given to me to bring heaven to earth. And therein lies why we need to take control of our estate plan. Therein lie why if we just allow our estate to go to probate, which is a man-made system that we have actually lost full and absolute control. Why, if we don't continually update our estate planning documents, they're out of date and our change changes have happened. Maybe through this, you have you'll actually take me up on the on the opportunity that God is waiting to speak to you. And maybe you'll see a little bit of a different vision. Is your estate plan going to reflect that? And that's my heart for you today. God wants you to be influential for his kingdom. So thank you. That is the dominion and control, and let's take control of our estate plan. Boy, some of the heart of Paul Grant, Legacy and Faith Show host, and uh, really focusing on the faith aspect of leaving a godly legacy this week. And uh, if you have a state or tax planning uh, questions, you want information, so many great seminars and educational opportunities and podcasts on your website. What's your website again, Paul? Yeah, LegacyandFaith.com. LegacyandFaith.com. Paul Grant, always great information on the Legacy and Faith Show here on KCIS. Thank you for joining us for the Legacy and Faith Show. You can find more information about the show and Paul Grant at LegacyAndFaith.com. Join us next week at the same time as we learn to build God's kingdom and continue our journey on how to protect wealth and family values for generations. All discussions on the Legacy and Faith Show are intended to be about general legal issues. If a situation applies to you, then we encourage you to seek specific legal advice. Please do not rely upon any discussions from this program in place of having a personal relationship with your attorney. Any listener question that may have been answered also does not constitute legal advice and does not establish a client-attorney relationship.